Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Ever wanted to go behind the scenes of a successful launch? Or perhaps just to be reassured that even when everything seems perfect, there's still lessons to be learnt. That's what we're talking about in this episode. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things social media, digital, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. And if you like free stuff, well, I've got you sorted there as well. Head over to steviesayssocial.com slash little black book now to steal my little black book of social media secrets. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social podcast. And welcome to episode 63 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. Now, have you ever wondered what goes on behind the scenes of a successful launch? Not just the good guys, but also the bad and, well, to be honest, the ugly as well. Of course, right? I love digging into the behind the scenes of other businesses and when they peek behind the curtains or give us a peek behind the curtains into what's really going on. I think that sometimes we just see the highlights real when it comes to the launch of another person's thing, but in pretty much every circumstance and definitely in mine, there is so much going on behind the oh-so-perfect scenes. The latest launch of my Hashtags Aren't The Answer membership program was no different. So what I thought I would do in this episode is break down five launch lessons that I have learnt from my most successful launch to date. 
Now, if you want the Cliff Notes version of this episode, if you're in the car or at the gym and you just want a summary sent straight to your inbox, make sure you head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash 63 and that is exactly what I'll give you. (laughs) All right, so let's dive into the five lessons that I've learned. But before we do that, I want to give you a little bit of context In episode 49 of the Stevie Says Social podcast, I broke down how I first created my signature online program, Hashtags Aren't the Answer. Now, that course is now the centerpiece of my signature membership program, and that's what I launched last month. If you are listening to the podcast, if you were following me on social media, if you were on my email list, you would have heard me talk about that program. Now, that was a live launch. And in internet business world, what that means is that it was a launch that was carried out live. So it meant that you had a designated launch period, a cart open and a cart close date, a whole heap of activity during that period, and then you closed the doors. Now, that was the last group intake that I'm doing of the Hashtags Aren't the Answer membership, at least for this year. You can still access the program. So if you head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash bootcamp, and I do talk about that a lot, you can still access the program. You can come in and you can join the membership. But I only live launched it that once. So it was kind of a big deal, right? And let me tell you guys, the amount of work that goes into the creation of a killer launch is, look, it's not insignificant. There is the planning phase. So that is where you're mapping out all of the bits and pieces of the launch. There's the pre-launch phase, which is where you're building up excitement and hype around your launch and around the membership and all of the things that you're offering. And that's often forgotten, but there's just as much work in a good pre-launch, if not more than the actual launch of a program itself. Then there's the cart open phase. So that's where you're actually selling and promoting. And then, of course, well, if you haven't been through a launch before, you might not be familiar with it, but there is the post-launch hangover, which is very much a real thing. And I'll be talking about that more a little bit further on in the podcast episode. Now, I'll also be breaking down the anatomy of a launch in a future podcast episode. I did promise it way back in episode 49 as part two to the creation of an online course. And yes, it is still coming, guys. But for now, all you need to know is that when it comes to launching and definitely when it came to my launch, if you want to do it right... It is a lot. And you guys know me. I like to do things right. Now, when you nail it, though, it can absolutely pay off. Both of my online program launches, so the original launch of the Hashtags Aren't the Answer course, and then this most recent launch of the Hashtags Aren't the Answer membership, have been really successful for what I would consider myself to be a launch newbie. These are my only two online course launches, right? So in terms of revenue, they easily cracked the six-figure mark and they have, to be completely honest, and it's something that I'm completely grateful for, they've completely transformed my business. Now, what it means is that I can teach my members great social media. I've said it before, 
I will say it again, social media, digital marketing, when you do it well, will absolutely transform your business. It will transform your life, right? And the fact that through these launches, I now get to help other business owners achieve similar things to what I have done in their own business is the ultimate. So I'm not complaining. I want to preface this podcast episode with that. That is the good side. But especially when you're kind of doing things for the first time and launching is, well, it's six months old for me, there are always going to be lessons to learn. And boy, have I learned some lessons over the last month or two. Let's break down what they were. Okay, so number one is that when it came to my hashtags aren't the answer live launch, it was way too damn long. So I picked a 19-day live launch window. The doors opened on one day, 19 days later, they closed. Now, there were reasons why I did this. I had a few guest podcast episodes that weren't coming out until a couple of weeks after I wanted to open the cart. There were definitely reasons for doing it. But if I had my time again, my number one launch lesson is that no way in hell would I launch for 19 days again. The pattern during that time was something that I'd heard about from other online course people, right? I'd learned that there will be a massive spike in sales on day one. There will be a massive spike in sales on the last day. And unless you're doing things to really push the momentum along, it will pretty much be crickets for the period in between. Now, I should know this as well because my previous launch was shorter than 19 days and it followed a similar pattern, but I decided to do the 19 days. I don't know why, and it was one of the most mentally stressful times ever. What it meant is that I opened the cart, I had some really keen beans jump on board straight away, and then just as everybody says, just as I had experienced before, it was crickets. Now, I have stats where basically at the end of every launch, I do a complete detailed report on the success of the launch. And there were a lot of days where there were zero sales. And let me tell you guys, that plays with your head. You start to wonder whether you're selling the offering right. You're starting to wonder whether all of the launch promotion that you're doing is enough. You start to basically second guess yourself when really it is completely normal. This is how launches go and it is something that I need to learn. So I'm going to make sure that the next time that I launch anything, the window is a lot shorter. I think I've got the sweet spot sorted in my mind in terms of the number of days you need for cart open and cart close, and it's not 19 days. And I will be sticking to what I think is the right way to go about things because it's just not worth it, especially for your mental health, but also for the amount of work and the amount that you need to talk about your program during the period that the launch is opening. I literally was going on about hashtags aren't the answer for 19 days straight. By the end of it, and this program is my baby, I am so proud of it, guys. 
I was sick of talking about it, so I can only imagine that anyone that was following me might have been a little bit over it too if it wasn't the right time for them. It also meant that I had to do things like keep up the momentum to my email list, and it is completely normal to be sending more emails during a live launch than you would at other times, especially when you're providing value to your list and you're you know, 99% of the time emailing them respectfully with value. If you use your live launch period to respectfully tell them about your program, that's completely fine. But when it's 19 days and it was still the same amount of emails that I would have sent in a smaller period of time, it can just seem like a little bit too much, or at least that was my thinking on it. So my first lesson 19 days is way too long for a live launch, not good for my sanity, not good for my productivity because it constantly meant that I had to be on, I had to be completely focused on the launch and other things kind of fell to the wayside, not something that I will do again. Okay, so number two is a little bit of a controversial one, copycats. Now, I have spoken about copycats before. If you follow me on Instagram, you would know that I've had a few situations where I feel like other people in the industry have probably gone a little bit too close to the line when it comes to basically doing things too closely associated with the way that I do my things. And I'm picking my words carefully here because What I want to be really mindful of is not discouraging people that are newer to the industry, people that are learning from and being inspired by, you know, the social media information that I freely put out there and I do that voluntarily because these aren't the people that I'm talking about. What I'm specifically talking about are two copycats that popped up during my live launch. So to give you some context, I've already given you some. I was in the middle of a 19-day launch. I was completely focused on the success of the launch. There was a lot of days where I was wondering whether I was doing the right thing. And then in the middle of it all, two copycats completely popped up out of nowhere. Now, Both of these people were kind of brought to my attention by other people, so students that were going through my free boot camp, which I was running in the lead up to the opening of the doors of my Hashtags Aren't The Answer program. They came to me and they said that the material in another boot camp that was running and then also another girl that was doing something completely separate was very, very similar to the material that I had within my own boot camp. When I went in and I checked it out, it was very, very, very similar. So the topics were pretty much the exact same topics that I was offering. The way, the tone of voice and the wording that was used was very, very similar. And when I was actually given access to the content, the content pretty much mirrored the content that I was offering within my own bootcamp. Now, I give a lot of things away for free and I need to expect that at times perhaps this is going to happen, right? But it was just a really tough thing to deal with, especially in the frame of mind that I was in going through my live launch. It was just a tough one. So, There's a way that I've decided to approach this. And to be honest, maybe I'll record a full podcast episode about it at some stage. 
What I will say though is that especially if you are going to be giving away a lot of free value to business owners and I always recommend that you do that because I think that it is one of the very best actually scratch that. It is the best way to run a business. It makes you an attraction business. It makes people realize that you know what you're talking about and want to come and work with you. It's made me realize that it really does put a target on my back for these people that really disrespectfully take that content, make it their own and sell it essentially to the same people that I am. So look, the lesson from it is that you can't get derailed by these things, especially in the middle of a launch. They're likely to happen at some stage. And in terms of the way that I'm dealing with it, well, I'll keep you posted on that. As I said, maybe it's the topic for a future podcast episode. Okay, so the third launch lesson from my most recent launch is that even though email is the holy grail when it comes to marketing, it converts better than pretty much any other marketing medium you also can't rely on it. Now, for those that aren't in the live launch know, email lists are really damn important when it comes to online business. So for context, generally around 1% to 3% of your email list will opt in to whatever offer you are basically serving to them. So the more engaged email subscribers you have on your list, the higher chance there is of basically making more sales for your offering if it's a good offering and you market it well. That was the issue that I had during this particular launch. Now, I have a really healthy email list at this point. If you follow anything that I do, you will know that I always maintain that social media is a conversation starter. It is not a deal closer and that you really need to be funneling people into an asset that you own, which is your email list, in order to sell to them. Now, That's all well and good, right? On paper, it makes complete sense. What happened to me halfway through, or really it was at the beginning of this particular live launch, is that I had all of my emails lined up. I had a really healthy email list and I sent out my first email. Now, the way that I structured my live launch is that I had a free boot camp that people opted in for, and it was a series of three video trainings that were sent directly to the inbox of the people that were participating in the training. And so it was pretty important that they actually got the emails, right? Because the emails were the training Now, I knew there was an issue when I sent the lesson one email out and my deliverability was poor. Not only that, I had over 200 emails from people that were going through the video training saying that they hadn't received the email from me. So they were emailing me directly to my email address because I had previously sent them emails and they were saying, Stevie, I haven't gotten the training. I'm not sure what's going on. 
And I was looking in my email account and I could see that that was only a small percentage or sorry, that only a small percentage of people had actually received the training. I was going into individual contacts and I could see that the emails were bouncing. So they were coming up with a yellow bounce signal. They weren't even making it through to inboxes. Now, deliverability can be a little bit of an issue these days. You know, inboxes are really cluttered. There's things like the Gmail promotions tab, which means that not all emails make it into the primary inbox. There can be issues with people receiving emails, but I knew that this was more than that. And I knew that I hadn't done anything to compromise the quality of my email list or to have my emails not get sent. So, I was wondering what on earth was going on. When I contacted my email service provider, they looked into it after a two or three day period wait, which in my opinion is completely unacceptable, especially when you're in the middle of a live launch. And they basically came back and they said that the way that emails work, so if you're with one of the larger email service providers, whether it's, you know, I'm not naming names here, but whether it's, you know, MailChimp or ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign or any of those, basically what happens is that they put you on one of a number of email servers and there'll be hundreds and hundreds of accounts all sending emails from that one server, right? That's fine. But what happens when there's one person on that particular server that is being extremely spammy? Well, that's what I found out at the beginning of my live launch, because what happens is that it blacklists that entire server and it affects the deliverability of everybody on that server. So what had essentially happened is that somebody else on my server had just been completely spammy, a bad email internet citizen, sent out some really spammy emails and all of the email service providers were basically blacklisting any of the people that were sending emails from that particular server. Now, it was just my bad luck that this happened to happen at the beginning of my live launch. To put it in context, this was extremely frustrating because I had spent thousands and thousands of dollars on Facebook ads in order to get email leads into this particular boot camp. And a lot of you would have been in this boot camp. So you might have come through from a Facebook ad and you might know what I'm talking about. But I had paid for those people to be on my email list and then they weren't receiving the emails. And not only that, they were bouncing back and their email service provider was basically saying, no, these are bad emails. And so I was relying on that one to 3% in terms of a conversion rate from an email list, but people weren't actually getting the email. So it was a little bit of a nightmare, right? Did it affect my launch? Yes, there is absolutely no doubt about that. Now, how much it affected my launch, I will never know. What happened is that eventually the issue got resolved and emails started sending, but it didn't happen for a little while. So I sent out the second lesson email, even more bounced, even after I'd gone to a new server and there were reasons that I don't even understand for that, although my email service provider did try to explain it to me. And they started sending again after that. It was a little bit of a nightmare. I am not going to lie. 
The lesson that I've learned from that, though, is that you can't have just one way of contacting your people. So this has always been particularly relevant to me in the context of social media, especially with the algorithms changing and it getting more difficult to get in front of your people, right? I've always maintained that you need to get people off just Instagram or just Facebook and you need to get them into assets that you own. For me, that was my email list. What I have learned from this launch, though, is that you actually need multiple touch points for your people. Now, I was really lucky because I ran a pop-up Facebook group for this video training. I also had a Facebook comment section underneath all of the trainings. A lot of people were already connected to me on social media. People were able to email me, even though that was a customer service admin nightmare within itself. But there was ways that I could contact people, I could still get the training to them, even though I was having email deliverability issues. The other thing that I was able to do was to remarket to all of those people with Facebook advertising. So I put some budget into doing that. So I basically served the video lessons by uploading the email lists into Facebook and basically would serve the video lessons to people that way so that they knew that they were still going out and inviting them to join the Facebook group as well. So that was a big one. It was definitely something that I've learned a lot of lessons from, but it just goes to show that anything can happen during a live launch, right? And you need to be prepared for it. So that was the little or big hiccup that happened for me. Now, the fourth launch lesson is kind of related to this email deliverability issue. It's not really something that I've dealt with before on a really large scale, and so it really knocked me around. And that is really rude people. Now, I'm not sure if this one was intentional or maybe it's just how people treat those that they haven't dealt with before on the internet, but... When my first video training wasn't going out, I understandably had people emailing me and requesting it. So basically the emails that I got really ranged from super polite emails where they were asking for the video training And that's completely fine. I would have done the same thing, but they ranged all the way to really rude emails from entitled people expecting their free training yesterday and getting very, very righteous about the fact that it wasn't in their inbox yet. Now, for context, I was dealing with hundreds of emails and it was a very, very small percentage of people that basically had any issue. And some of those people were just very, very short with their emails and probably just hadn't put any thought into the way that they crafted it. So it probably came across as unintentionally a little bit abrupt. But there was definitely a small percentage of people that I was reading out to my partner as the emails were coming through and we were both just completely floored by the way that people can react and treat situations when, yeah, it's probably not the right way to go about it. Safe to say that they were not the people that were at the top or even on my priority list at all. So I don't know. At the end of the day, I find those things probably inappropriately funny because I just can't believe that people can be so rude over email about such an insignificant thing. 
Anyway, if that was you, perhaps the lesson to learn from this is to remember at the end of the day that you are receiving free content, that there is another person at the end of your emails and perhaps they're not going to do what you want them to do if you're really abruptly rude in the way that you approach them. Anyway, I'm sure that that's nobody listening to this podcast, so let's move on, hey? (laughs) Okay, so the fifth launch lesson that I learned from my most successful launch to date is that burnout is a real thing. Now, it probably had something to do with the fact that it was a 19-day launch. It probably had to do with the fact that there were some issues during the launch. It probably had to do with the fact that I was dealing with a small percentage of really inappropriately rude people. And it probably had to do with the fact that I had spent months preparing for this really kind of concentrated hive of activity. But, and I should have known that it was coming because it definitely came after the last launch as well. I had a launch hangover after this most recent launch. It was a lot. And I'm the sort of person that generally pushes and pushes and pushes myself to the limit. I'm just starting to realize that it's probably not a sustainable way to go about things when it comes to business. And a lot of that comes to just the way that I was feeling at the end of this launch. I wasn't myself. My head was really cloudy and I didn't feel kind of happy or excited. I've learned that that is the definition of burnout. I have learned that I can't do that anymore. And I have learned that I really need to pace. Pace is going to be the catch cry of the second half of this year for me, because I think that especially when you go through something really big in your business, a really concentrated burst of activity, whether it's a live launch for you or it's coming up to something else, you really need to understand the amount of energy that it takes and you need to offset that with downtime. You need to offset that with, even though I hate the word, self-care, but basically looking after yourself, right? It's not rocket science. Now, the way that I treated this launch is that I did the launch, it ended on the Friday, and I opened up the membership on the Monday. Now, I was completely prepared. Everything was sorted for the membership, but I probably should have given myself a week in between just to reset, to reframe, to have a goddamn glass of wine, and just to celebrate my wins and my successes. It is something that I've learned. It's probably the biggest lesson that I've taken from this particular launch. And as I said, I am not complaining in any way, shape or form. Trust me, I pinch myself every single day that all of the hard work that I put into my business is allowing me to live a life that I genuinely love. But I think that you should always reflect on, you know, big things that happen in your business and what lessons that you can take from them. So for me, those were the lessons that I took away. So to recap, the five big launch lessons that I took away from my live launch. Number one, don't have a really long live launch. It is not necessary or good for your sanity. (laughs) Number two, copycats are a thing. They are going to be a thing as long as you are putting out free content, as long as you are, you know, really kind of being free and open with the value that you provide. 
I'm not going to go to too much detail, as I said, with that one in particular, but it was a tough time during that launch and there's definitely lessons that I have learned from it. Perhaps a future podcast episode. Number three, email deliverability. So you can't rely on just one medium or just one platform for the success or otherwise of your launch. Also, things will always go wrong. For me, that is what went wrong. It was a bit of an epic fail that was completely outside of my own circumstances or my own control probably is the better word for it. But I'm really lucky that I had measures in place that basically gave me the opportunity to still communicate with my people, even though my primary form of communication wasn't working. Number four, rude people. The lesson is that they exist. The lesson is that they're such a small percentage of people, but they really get under your skin. And number five, burnout. It is a real thing. I have learnt from it. I will not do that again. It is my number one learning from this particular launch. Now, I hope that it's been useful to hear a little bit about the behind the scenes. I know I always appreciate it from other business owners, the good stuff and the bad stuff, right? I think it's really important to realise that the results like the ones that I currently see in my business they don't come without a truckload of hard work and without quite a lot of bumps behind the scenes. It's, you know, producing podcasts for free week in, week out. It's working on my socials every day. It's investing my business, spending my weekends learning. It's spending money on marketing and Facebook ads. And at the end of the day, it's creating something that you're really, really proud of. Now, My only point with today's episode is that that comes with a few bumps in the road. And I think that the important thing is that every time you go through a win or a success or you go through a big kind of period in your business, you need to sit back and you need to think about the lessons that you learned from that. And they are the lessons, guys, that I have learnt. Now, if you want the cliff notes for this episode, as I said, head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash 63. Do it now, steviesayssocial.com forward slash 63, and you can download them and get them sent straight to your inbox. In the next episode, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about LinkedIn video and building a personal brand on there, I have got a very exciting episode coming your way. So you're going to want to make sure that you hit the subscribe button to be notified the second that it drops. Open the app now, hit the subscribe button, do it. (laughs) And finally, if you need some more help with your socials, I highly recommend, I've mentioned it a few times in here, but you check out my free social media bootcamp. It goes through my complete roadmap for social media success. And if that sounds something that's pretty good to you, you're going to want to head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash bootcamp to get your hands on it. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you then.